Hello and welcome to Money Talk Extra. I'm Peter Lewis and it's great to be back with you after our break. Today we're going to meet a lady known as the Positive Economist who has some tips for us about achieving financial freedom, particularly for women. Jimmy Lamb meets a Money Talk Extra listener who'd like to set up a new family but is struggling to get on the housing ladder in Hong Kong. Finally, in our investment segment, we'll discuss investing in the new economy. As always, if you have any questions or comments, drop us a line, moneytalk at rthk.hk, or just go to our Facebook page, Money Talk Extra, on RTHK Radio 3. Many of us have dreams to achieve financial freedom. In other words, having the ability to make big life decisions without being stressed about money, being able to meet unexpected bills, not having to worry about retirement, and being able to look after and treat family members and loved ones, amongst other things. But how do we get there when we live in one of the most expensive cities in the world and with sky-high property prices? I went to talk to Susan Hayes Cullerton, who is the author of the Positive Economist Susan Hayes Cullerton blog and who has written several books on financial freedom and making more money. The Positive Economist, what a great name for what's often described as the dismal science. How did that come about? Actually, it was from a radio show itself uh, a couple of years ago when Ireland was in the teeth of the recession. I used to have a half seven a.m. Uh, radio slot on an Irish radio station, and every week they would introduce me as maybe a recessionista. Uh, and then another another week they called me the positive economist. So I went home that day, and I said it to my then boyfriend, now husband, and I said oh, I was called the positive economist today. And he said, "Well, why don't you secure the domain name because it absolutely." It describes you in simply two words. So what now the positive economist means is positivity rooted in practicality and it's about finding the opportunities in every single scenario. Well, one of the opportunities that many people want to achieve is financial freedom. So first of all, what do we mean by financial freedom? Well, actually, I would rephrase that question and say, well, what do you mean by financial freedom? Because to me, it could mean the ability to work in any part of the world. And maybe I would love a, free, a freelancing career where I can get work easily, get paid whatever I want and wherever I want. To another person, it's the complete opposite. They want stability. They want a clear job that will be there for 30 years and they know that they will have a pension at the end of it. And to somebody else, it would mean the mortgage paid. And to somebody else, it could mean something different. So I actually had, a, had an argument with my publisher about the title because they said, what about if we call the title to create a certain amount of money in a certain period of time? And I said, I don't want to do that. I want to write a book where people can talk and think and really pursue an action plan to achieve whatever financial freedom means to them. So really what it is is your own definition of what financial, truly financial freedom means to you. So once we have an action plan mm -hmm. where in effect what we really want is we want to control our finances rather than our finances controlling us, yes. what steps do you need to take? What changes maybe should you be thinking about making in your life to achieve those goals that get you to that dream of financial freedom, however you define it? Well, I would start off with what you just said when you say to get towards the goal is what is the goal? Because it's very important to really be aware of what's important to you. And yes, you know, we could say to that I would love to be debt free and I would love to live in a lovely apartment and I would love to have a fabulous job and I would love to have never to worry about money again and there's a lot of priorities there and depending on where people are at, their, in, at whatever stage they're at in their life generally you probably need to pick one or two and to focus on that so let's say in my case um, eight years ago I set up my business so for me it wasn't about living in the biggest house or it wasn't about stability it was about finding a, a way in which to generate an income that where I could build a business, build
build something bigger than myself and then ultimately export, expand and then take on people. And and that's well, that's what I have been doing over that period of time. So what I would say is that first of all, pick out what your priorities are and then second of all, think about how would I know that I would have achieved them? So I use a smart goal framework. Many of your listeners might be aware of that. So specific, measurable, attainable, realistic and time-bound goals. And But then it's also about thinking, okay, what, and again, you picked up on this word perfectly, what changes do I need to make? And in some cases, it needs to be what sacrifices do I need to make as well. So, for example, in my case, I sacrificed a lot of my free time. Now, that was well worth it because I do what I love to do. um, And my business is certainly an area that I'm very passionate about. So for me to give up a lot of my free time was not really that big a problem. But certainly to give up a lot of the luxuries that other people might consider in life, um, that a lot of that had to go too because there was no guaranteed paycheck coming in at, at a certain time of the month and so on like that. So I think that's certainly what you need to do. But the, the third thing, and I would really say this is probably the biggest thing, is think who could help you. In fact, who would be motivated and would really love to help you. So again, just to take my business, for example, there's lots of agencies, and we just take an example of here, the Hong Kong Trade Development Council, for example, or InvestHK, or the Irish Consulate. Each of those organizations are dedicated towards building an enterprise infrastructure here in Hong Kong, and specifically the Irish Consulate is dedicated towards building the connective tissue between Ireland and Hong Kong. So I think it's very important that you need to think about, okay, who would like to help me? Who is motivated to help me? And how can I work with them so that together we can work towards our, our both of our goals together? And that's in a business context. So you might say, okay, well, how might that apply in a personal finance context? Well, maybe if you go to a certain bank or particularly a competitor of your existing bank, they're motivated to offer you a better rate on, let's say, if it's a loan that you have. And let's just say, if it was the case that you wanted to make more money, somewhere like Upwork, the largest freelancing website in the world, is motivated to bring you more opportunities. Or let's just say you're not making enough money in your existing job. Well, a recruitment company uh, of a recruitment company is motivated to help you get a better job with a better salary, applying your skill set to it. So that's the way I would look at it. So you've talked about your job, which is obviously a big part, I think, for most people of achieving financial freedom, in particular maybe doing a job that you want to do rather than one that you feel that you have to. Another element that I suspect is very important is investment. A lot of people who have achieved financial freedom are quite savvy about investment, maybe quite active. How important is that? Well, I'm very fortunate that I learned how to invest early. Uh, When I say learned how to invest early, I mean I went on a course, a one-day course in Ireland. Uh, It was on in Galway, which is in the west of Ireland. And I went on that course when I was 19. And I learned how to invest then. And one of the key things that I'm really passionate about is developing the skill sets of younger people. Because, as I'm sure you're well aware, when the younger you are, the fewer bad habits you are you have. So what I did was I actually created a, a website called investinginyouth.com which is a completely free website and it is teaching younger people how to invest in the stock markets very, very simply. And what I did was that I went to the Irish education system and I taught the Irish teachers how to teach this in schools all for free. This was completely our CSR project. So that, I believe, uh, teaching young people how to invest is is hugely important. And the thing is, is that if a 16 or a 14-year-old can learn how to invest, certainly anybody older than that can. 
And one of the key developments that has happened over the years, and particularly since 2008, are exchange-traded funds. I'm sure you're very aware of what they are. They're the fastest-growing financial product in the world. And exchange-traded funds enable somebody to invest without having a lot of knowledge and to do so in a very, very diverse capacity, and further than that, in a very cheap way. So I'll just give you one example. So I invested in, in one of the, the earliest ETFs that I, sorry, that I had invested in was the world stock market. So I found uh, uh, the world stock market ETF. The ticker code was IOO. That is not taken as advice, please, but certainly just as an example. Um, I found this, this, this ETF that invests in the top 100 companies in the world, the top being the largest 100. Uh, and the, the expense ratio of that was 40 cents for every 100 uh, dollars, US dollars invested. And that simply gave me exposure to the world stock market. And it's as simple as that to learn how to invest. It can be really, really simple. You heard there from Susan Hayes Cullerton, Managing Director of HayesCullerton.com.